back to Bachelorette Buds with Kate and Marcy. COVID, there's a lot of different reasons we need to be out of here and gone, but a big part of it is that these dates on The Bachelorette are so boring. Like, we need travel. We need them to go out and see the world again. The La Quinta is getting really old. This episode, there wasn't much really earth-shattering or drama, in my opinion. I guess we'll get to Noah and Bennett, but we're sad to see our friend Easy leave. But otherwise, I don't know. It was a pretty basic episode. What do you think, Marcy? I'd agree. I don't think it was an earth-shattering episode. I think it's once again setting the stage for some something intense next week based on the previews we've seen. Um, I think it was kind of sad. There were you know, Bennett kind of fell from grace for a lot of people. For sure. Easy. I just can't get over him leaving. I think the season's going to be so sad without without him. Yeah, I know. And I think it's really hard. I'm curious what you think. There's not the standard, an episode happens and then the rose ceremony and people go home. And I think it's throwing off a lot of people. I want Tasha to trim the fat. And this episode, we didn't even get a rose ceremony, period. We're basically getting one every other episode at this point. Yeah, I think we said this last week because it was the first time in a while we had rose ceremony at the end and it just felt so nice and normal. But I feel like we haven't seen anyone go home. These guys are just like forever lingering. Like, Ed, why are you still here? I have that in my notes. <laughs> I have Ed, why and how are you still here? But I have another thing with Ed while, while we're on the topic. So I actually think that Ed looks pretty decent when you see him oh. on camera during these... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Listen, listen to my take. He looks pretty decent when he's on camera, like during the dates and stuff. It's when he's facing the camera in his ITMs. I seriously think he's hammered every time. He is drunk. He's something's going on. His eyes are never like clear or like Yeah, his eyes are always I'm like, where are you looking? Is anyone home? <laughs> <laughs> he looks kind of good on the group date with the art stuff. I was like, wait, he looks normal. He looks like a normal guy here. Oh. And then you you see him in the ITMs and I'm like, what happened? I'll have to disagree with you on this one. I'm still not team Ed. I still think he looks like Johnny Bravo, but like with black hair. <laughs> I could see but like that. not in a good way because I think Johnny Bravo is supposed to be like a hot cartoon. We should take bets on how long Tasha is going to keep him around. This is a very confusing thing that she continues to do every week. I don't get it. Like, is Chris Harrison keeping him around? Because they're like, I really don't get how he's still here. I don't. Either. They don't even talk. Has no Ed and Tasha like even had a connection? Not that I've seen. Right. Yeah. We'll see how long she keeps him around. But all right, let's get into our recap, JoJo appears. Love her. Great little breath of fresh air. I feel like obviously she's has a very successful relationship from the show. They had to move their wedding because of COVID, her and Jordan Rogers, but they're definitely going strong. And I think they're one of the few, well, I shouldn't say a few couples. Well, maybe. Few in recent <laughs> memory, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. I'm glad that ABC brought in a woman. I think that's really great. And I think she did a great job and she did it like with her own personality. Yeah, she did. I really like JoJo. One thing I thought was really funny is one of the first things that JoJo says to Taisha is, I hate hurting people. And then later when Taisha lets Easy go, the first thing she says is, I hate hurting people. I know that does have to be probably the hardest part of being the bachelorette, I imagine. I am so bad at just like Oh, we've said it before. I'm bad at confrontation. I I, I am until yesterday when my neighbor was loud. <laughs> yeah. Marcy's like, I'm about to be such a Karen and march downstairs and knock on my neighbor's door. 
<laughs> yeah, quick tangent. My neighbor talks on the phone so loud. I can hear him all day, every day talking on the phone, like as if he's next to me. It's not just muffled. I can hear his conversations. So I had enough and I went down there yesterday and I could hear him in his apartment. I went down there twice and he never answered the door. I am ready to confront him. Do not mess with my bachelorette watching night. Like, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Yeah, I thought that it was also interesting that Chris referred to JoJo as one of Tasha's very, very dear friends. I, I'm not sure if that's the truth. That was like his comment about her and Becca being friends. I'm like, since when? I never see these people together on Instagram. I also think JoJo has done a wonderful job of staying in. Like, she likes The Bachelorette and The Bachelor world, but she does a great job of also distancing herself from it. Like, her and Jordan have their own little home reno show. Yeah. Yeah, she just kind of has been like, okay, I like what this show gave me, but I'm also not in the drama or in the weeds of it all, which is why I like her. Yeah, I like it. She's kind of made a career out of it, out of her own passions, what she was doing before. And her and Jordan do it together. They're a really cute couple. I was very skeptical of them on her season. but I was too. They've proved me wrong. Yeah, absolutely. So I think JoJo was a great choice. Happy to see her around. Do you think the guys were like, oh my God, she's so pretty? <laughs> I, I have that written down. I wonder if they're like, oh, hey. Because <laughs> this is only like the third girl they've seen in months. Yeah, exactly. Well, more than that, but... I mean, that has to be, she's so cute. Yeah, I'm sure that they know that she's taken, but I'm sure they're like, oh, hey, this is a site for sore eyes. <laughs> I also have a note about Ben's stretched out neck shirts. <laughs> oh my gosh, I have a note as well on that because why his traps are always like hanging out. I don't know if they're popping out because they're so big or if his shirt, he's like the UNET guy on that commercial. Yes. I've seen that meme of people comparing, but it is. We've talked about this before. I don't know about Ben's style. No, <laughs> I'm not a fan, but I mean, he still looks good even in his stretched out shirt. I think he's attractive. Yeah, very attractive. I'm just, I wonder if he buys like super large shirts and then the necks are so big. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he works out. out. I don't know. Okay, so... Then we see that Zach C is getting a one-on-one. -on -one. I cannot Ugh. wait to hear. Uh, you still dislike him after this date? Okay. Do you want to jump to the dinner part? And then we'll go back to the first part of the date? Sure, sure. Okay. So I feel bad because he does have a very heavy story. Like he was telling Tasha how he had a brain tumor when he was really young and then kind of had a drug addiction, which well, led him to- Well, in his 20s, not as a child. Yeah. I mean, I guess I consider that pretty young because I can't imagine yeah, dealing with that when you're 22, 23. But then all of this led to him falling in with the wrong crowd, just making some bad decisions. And I felt really bad for him because, I mean, I can't imagine dealing with something like that. There was a lot to unpack, but I still just think he's so slimy. I'm sorry. I know he's been through a lot and I totally respect him coming so far because that takes a lot of strength and courage, but he's still just not my cup of tea. I really liked hearing more about his past. I imagine anyone who struggles with addiction, it would be really hard to be in this bubble and being around all these guys and there's drinking and there's probably a lot of boredom. So I loved hearing about how he went to rehab. I loved hearing about how his family was still supporting him. And he kind of had that moment when his dad said... Oh, that was so sad. Yeah. I mean, I really enjoyed getting to know Zach C. better. I think the date was so boring and silly, but I, I was happy to see him open up in the nighttime portion. Yeah, I agree. I think I 
didn't expect him to have this heavy of a story and background. It was really sad and it was touching to hear about his family. It sounds like he does have a really good support system, especially just hearing about how his marriage kind of fell apart because of it. And he definitely prefaced everything by saying there was nothing done wrong on her part. It, you know, just sounds like it was a matter of the circumstances and what he was going through. I'm glad that he opened up about that because I think a lot of people either deal with that or know people who deal with that. So it's something that I think can strike a chord with a lot of people. So I do commend him for opening up. That can't be easy. Yeah, absolutely. I thought it was really mature when he said she did nothing wrong. That's important to say. I like how in this season we saw Brendan was divorced, Zaxi is divorced, but they didn't tease it ahead of time. I don't know. I feel like in the past they would be like, oh, I have something really important to tell Tasha," And you'd see that preview three times in a row. But I like that they kind of just dropped it in on the date and we're learning more about these people. I think it's great. That's a good point. In the past, it's been almost like a scarlet letter. Wow, I have to tell this person that I have been married before. And it's very normal. I think when you're dating at that age, it's very likely that you're going to be dating with someone who has been married before. So I like that it's just coming up in casual conversation. It's not being treated like it's this horrible taboo thing because it's very normal. Yeah, absolutely. That and when someone has a child, I feel like it's always oh yeah teased and teased and teased. And it's, okay, well, why don't we just have a conversation about it? Right. But I think the day portion of the day, I want to know what you think. I'm pretty sure that the bachelorette or, you know, any lead can say, no, I don't want to do this. And she seems so nervous about this whole putting on a wedding dress and this wedding-ish date. I don't know why she didn't just say, I I don't want to do this. (laughs) She seemed so reluctant to do it. So I don't get that either. I mean, I like you said at the beginning, what else is there to do at the La Quinta at this point? So they have to kind of bring in these photo shoots. I will say these fake photo shoots, especially the wedding ones, are up there of my least favorite bachelor dates. Because if you think about it, if this is the person that you picked at the end, wouldn't you want them to see you in a wedding dress for the very first time at your wedding? I wouldn't want it to be tainted by this fake. Oh, I hate it. I think it's so silly. Really, you guys couldn't think of any other things to do? I mean, I'm not saying it's easy. I'm sure it's very hard, but that just seemed, she seemed reluctant. Why? They could have done, in my opinion, what they did with Peter's season, a photo shoot for Cosmopolitan or something like that, where Yeah, in the pool and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, Why do you have to throw wedding dresses into it? It was weird. And it was just very intense. And she didn't seem into it. He was crying when he saw her walk out. It was like, what? Yeah, I'm like, this isn't your first love buddy. (laughs) Yeah, that was a bit crazy. I also thought that, you know, when they talked about during the day portion that he was divorced and then she said, I'm divorced as well. And they totally just glossed over it. And I was like, wait, I need more from this conversation. And then luckily. Yeah. Well, actually, she never really got into her divorce, though, during the nighttime date, right? They definitely made a bigger deal about the divorce conversation during Brendan's date. So I don't know. I mean, I guess compared to the other stuff. True. And compared to the other stuff he unloaded, I do think the drug addiction, rehab, that kind of trumped the divorce conversation. So maybe that's why it was glossed over. But it was interesting. I have to say, though. Yeah, because if I were Zach, I'd be like, oh, wow, like what happened? He clearly hasn't seen the show before and doesn't really know who Tasha is, which is fine. Right. But I would have wanted 
to know more about, oh, wow, what happened and stuff. And maybe they just, the producers cut all that out. But I wanted more dialogue around all of that. I think they were just so uncomfortable during this wedding shoot. I will say it would be fun to try in all these dresses. But why is Zach C still in tennis shoes? <laughs> I didn't even notice. <laughs> oh, my God. When they were laying on the trampoline and she was in this Glinda tooth fairy. Yes outfit. He was in tennis shoes. I don't know. I'm still repping my Zach C love. <laughs> That's the thing. I just can't get fully on board with him. I commend you for going on this show, talking about your struggles. And I do feel bad for what he's gone through, but not my pick. Yeah. Speaking of falling from grace, actually, that doesn't, Zach C hasn't fallen from grace in my eyes. Ben and Bennett were a bit Noah a bit Bennett? much or Ben no I think Ben was being crazy this episode I mean later on you kind of find out why but what in the world was happening with that guy I feel like he has a lot of anxiety which I guess made sense after having that conversation which I thought that was really cool that he brought that up because you never hear about guys with eating disorders it's not talked about. It's more of a and, female. And you know that it's out there. Right. right. And it's just not talked about. Yep. So I'm really glad that they aired that conversation. I think that was really important because guys have body issues too. We typically think of that as a girl thing, but I think guys very much also deal with that. And I think because of that, he has a lot of anxiety and it's really showing. And I do think him and Tasha are not just clicking. I don't know why. There's just something very unnatural about it. I don't think you should be that anxious around your partner or that nervous. I think they're into each other, but it's just not 100% right. Yeah. And maybe it's a physical attraction solely. No, it's funny is because before he was talking about his previous issues with his body image, he was sitting there next to her and she looked so tiny. And I was like, oh my God, he's so big and it's so attractive because he's just such a big manly man. He is. Okay, well, now that we're talking about Ben, I just wish that he would have come out and said this earlier because you hear him struggling so much and you're like, what is he going to tell her? And then he gets naked. I What? I was like, what? I did not think that's what he was going to grit. First of all, his picture was a self-portrait that you do. It was very juvenile looking, which is fine. Like none of these guys are artists, but it had like the cutout hearts all around it. And he was like, wait, I forgot something. And I did not expect him to come back out and be like naked. I thought that was really bizarre and almost took away from when he later told his about his struggles. And I was just so confused. And then when Tasia left and started crying, I was, did I miss something here? I, I don't know what happened. I was so confused because when he whipped out everything, she almost looked like she was going to laugh is what I first thought. And then... She's like, thank you for being so vulnerable. And then she left and was crying. I was like, what is going on? There are so many emotions and I'm confused. Ben is naked. Has this guy not gotten naked yeah. enough on this show already? Seriously. I mean, also in front of those guys, what were there, 10 guys or something? So I'm his like, butt whoa. was like hanging out for everyone behind him. Well, I'm sure they saw more than that. <laughs> <laughs> but at least he could like hold that. When he was talking to Tasha and he's holding it, like his butt's obviously out. <laughs> <laughs> that was just bizarre. Okay, so let's back up and talk about the rest of the date. It opens with the Bennett and Noah drama. Speaking Bennett of too much. Bennett is petty, 
petty, petty. He is coming off like the younger person, in my opinion now. Yes. Because he was like, this is my seat and like made Noah move. I really applaud that Noah didn't make a big deal about that. I'm very curious if it's editing or if she really is turned off by Bennett. Did you notice her faces anytime anything happened? I mean, she really wears her emotions on her face. Anytime she's uncomfortable, unhappy, you can tell. And every time Bennett is saying something, her face is just like, uh. Yeah, absolutely. I thought his the kiss when they were blindfolded was really aggressive. <sighs> Why do people keep blindfolding her and kissing her? <laughs> I would be so jumpy and scared. I don't understand. When it, he first did it, I was like, this is so aggressive and inappropriate. I did not like it. But then it seemed smooth because she seemed into it too. Yeah, she did seem into it, but I was kind of like, what? Yeah. So I don't know. I didn't like him at all during that. I thought his house was really pretentious when he was like, oh, we have house in the Hamptons and this. And and how awkward was the privilege thing? I mean, that's like... Those two are just, ugh, I'm kind of getting over this drama, but I think I'm more team Noah than team Bennett with this because Bennett's just not letting it go. And then I love how he pretends to be confused. I really don't know why Tasha senses that there's tension between us. I'm like, Bennett, like you're the one that's what are you doing? Fueling the fire. Absolutely. So all of these guys we find out have these deep emotional stories. I think it's kind of silly that they had to do it through art. I wish that these stories would have just come up when they were talking to Tasha. Oh, see, I kind of liked it. I mean, The only thing I didn't like was they had to share it with the group, and I think that's intimidating. Yeah. But I liked that it was like an art date. I thought that was creative and interesting. Again, what can you do with the La Quinta? I know. How about Blake's sculpture? Okay, so I was looking through your comments, and you said red flag. Obviously, there's always going to be the one guy that makes a reference to that male body part. I really think it's a bad sign that Spencer says Blake is always talking about sex. I think it's a horrible sign and I would run for the hills, but Taisha probably doesn't know that. So I get boys will be boys. They're always going to talk about it and think about it. And when another man is saying yes. that another man talks about it, that's pretty bad, right? That's got to be. And he's coming off really immature by doing that. I thought so too. Yeah. He literally looked like a little boy. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I don't see him and Tasha together, they've barely talked from what we've seen. Yeah, I think the producers see something in him as a character in Bachelor Nation in some capacity. So he's being kept around. And I do think him and Claire had a connection, but I'm not into the boyishness that is coming from Blake. I did like how Spencer made a pizza and how Brendan made a brownie. Yeah. Men after my heart. Give me food. Right. I seriously don't know. Well, I would never get to be on The Bachelor because I don't have a sob story. (laughs) How do they find these people that have these deep emotional things and are vulnerable and are willing to share them? Especially men. How many people are willing to air that? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's really cool. I thought Ivan's picture was adorable with the puzzle piece and he just continues to be amazing. I really liked that. I thought his was probably the best. I will say I love Brendan, but I don't think he gave enough. She really liked it, how he put his head in a frame and, you know, it was like my self-portrait isn't complete without you. I didn't like that. I don't think he gave anything. I guess they've already had a one-on-one date where they talked about things, but he could have given more, I think. Yeah, especially compared to the other guys and what they shared. I saw you liked Riley's. Well, I thought Riley was good tonight and she's into him. There's something about Riley that is a little aggressive to me. I just don't like something about him. And also when he was giving his presentation, I felt like 
his lawyer was coming out and he was giving closing arguments, just the way he was delivering it and the way he was making eye contact with everyone. This is his jury right now. (laughs) Yes, that's a great call. No, I, I mean, I don't love him, but I think I liked what he shared. She says that she's into him. I don't know how many more weeks he'll be around. Like, I don't think that he's a top three contender by any means, but no, she seems to be into him. So I think he'll be in paradise. He's made it far enough where I think we'll see more of him. But yeah, he's not my favorite. But yeah, she does seem really into him. Yeah, absolutely. So Ben gets the rose. Again, you hear about women struggling. I think it's literally a hundred times harder ever since Instagram became a thing. I cannot fathom growing up in middle school and high school was hard enough. I cannot fathom having Instagram, Snapchat. When I was in high school, I don't think people were on Facebook until like junior, senior year. I didn't get a Facebook until January of my senior year. I remember I made it New Year's Day. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, even this weekend, I was looking at the stupid popular page on Instagram. First of all, who's taking these photos? I, I can't get past that. Especially when it's, there's these pictures of them and their husband and they're like kissing and stuff. I don't know if they set it up, the camera up. I don't know. It just seems so forced. And the matching PJs and stuff is really cute. But at what point is your husband like, okay, I am not taking 50 photos and matching pajamas by the Christmas tree. Like, I just don't get it. I echo what you say. I cannot imagine growing up and seeing all these Instagram models and comparing yourself to that because Although I will say, I think girls are cuter now than they were when we were in middle school. Girls do not go through this awkward stage. I'm like, why are you not going through the awkward stage? You have to pay your dues with the braces, the awkward hair. I don't know. I know. I just am so thankful that I think it's human to compare yourself to these people on Instagram. And it's so hard. So I commend Ben for saying that and for bringing all of this up. I think it's really cool to see a guy share that. Yeah. And... You don't look at him and think of a person that would ever have insecurities or body image issues because he looks great. But I guess it just shows that you can't judge a book by its cover. Yeah, absolutely. So I have to say at the end of the group date, I didn't think Noah was even creating any drama. I think it was Bennett, again, poking the bear. Okay, so I was thinking about this during the episode and I was like, why is Bennett so annoyed? Like, what did... Noah do to Bennett that he's so annoyed because I kind of forgot that at the last episode they were questioning Tasha's intentions and her decision making. And I get that that's annoying, but just let it go. Like if you really think he's that young and stupid and just ignore him, you don't need to poke him. And he keeps age shaming him. Yeah. And I think just let Tasha decide. And this happens every season, multiple times a season. If people would just ignore I think it's so hard in that bubble. I really do. But if people would just ignore things and not cause any issues, they'll go further. And so I just think it's kind of a testament that Bennett might not be that into Tasha either. And I don't think these guys are really backing Bennett up. You don't see them saying anything about this drama. I think they're trying to stay out of it because they see how stupid it is. Yes. And Tasha just seems annoyed. I would be too. I would be too. I think they should both go home. Actually, I don't know. Because I, I, I am I'm kind of Marcy and I talked about this. We're kind of team Noah. Is, is that bad? Uh, he <laughs> has really grown on me. And I don't know if it's because all of a sudden he's attractive without this mustache. He's like hot with a hint of gross. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And I don't know. I mean, I don't think he did anything egregious this episode. So I'm like, hmm, 
you know, Noah's not so bad. I liked his style when him and Bennett go to meet her before the rose ceremony. Yes. I thought it was a cute outfit. He looked a little older. I mean, he still does look young. He comes off youngish. But I mean, if you were 25 and you met Noah at a bar, I'd totally be into it. I know. And again, let Daisha make that decision. Like if she wants to date a 25 year old. She's not that far off. Like Bennett's acting like she's 36 or however he is as well. Taisha at the time is 29. That's not that bad of a age difference. My parents are seven years apart. My mom's seven years older than my dad. Wow. Yeah. So that's my benchmark of like. Yeah, absolutely. I think Bennett is self-destructing. So then we see Easy. Oh, our love. (laughs) One-on-one. You know how the preview said there's a surprise elimination and they want you to make you think that it's Bennett or Noah. And I have in my notes, I am wondering if it's easy. (laughs) I thought the same thing. I think it's just, it was like a friendship and he made her laugh and stuff. But at the end of the day, do you want to marry someone who you're not maybe attracted to or in love with and he makes you laugh? Probably not. (laughs) So if I was Tasha though, I would have kept him around simply because he just has such good energy. And I would want to be around people like that. But I guess you don't want to break his heart. She probably was saving him a lot. Yeah, she said, I don't want to string him along and let you go to rose ceremony. My first thought, though, why is there a haunted house at the La Quinta? I think they created that. I do not think that that was an actual. I was like, what resort have you been to where they're, oh, by the way, stop by our haunted house. No, no, no. That was all by the producers. I'm I'm sure they were the ones making the quote unquote noises that they heard. That was scary. I would have been scared. That was actually a decently creative date. I liked it. I thought that was funny. I thought that the doll and the old pictures were super creepy. I loved how scared Easy was. Yeah, he was so fun, which made it even harder to see him go. I know. Was that the first like falling in love drop of the season? For Tasha, at least? Did Ben's? I don't remember. It, it's definitely one of the first, if not the first. I think it was the first. I have a question for you. You know how he was like, oh, when you know, you know, or... I'm falling in love with you. Do you think he actually felt this way or is he just bored being in this bubble? Is he confused? Because I negative percent saw any romantic connection between them. I love him, but I don't think. I think Taisha is so stunning that he was so clouded with her attractiveness. As boys tend to do. Yeah, I really think it's that. And I, I also think it plays when Claire was there, it plays a role in. He probably knew he wasn't that into Claire. And then when Taisha arrived, it was like, oh my gosh, like this absolute queen walked in the door. Smoke show walked in the door. (laughs) So I think that had to play into it. But I think that it was super strange almost that he felt like he was falling in love because they didn't really have any conversations that we saw at least. But I did notice because I thought that was really weird and out of the blue, but Blake was talking and all the guys were so confident he was going to come back and were saying he had one of the most strong connections and the best chemistry. Natural chemistry. Yeah, that was interesting. So maybe there was more off camera that we didn't see. Yeah. Or he was just talking it up in the house and therefore the guys thought that. Or, I mean, they could have picked up on the friend chemistry because in the haunted house and stuff that there was a connection, but she just didn't feel it romantically. Yeah, I think this is one of those relationships where they'll have a really good relationship outside the show and he'll end up being a really good friend of her because they just seem to be having so much fun. They laughed the whole time. Yeah. How can you not like Easy? Exactly. I mean, he'll be a star in paradise, so we'll see him again very soon, I'm sure. I hope he comes back as like a Wells Adams capacity and we see him as a bartender or something because I need more Easy all the time. Yes, I love that. 
so then we see Jojo come in and drop the bomb that Bennett and Noah have to meet with Taisha before. It was like meeting with the principal before school. I was going to say, it's like disapproving mom. Noah was like, I'm going to check my hair. How does my hair look, Jojo? And she was not having it. I thought it was funny. She like shut it down. Oh, yeah. She's like, do not flirt with me. I feel like Bennett's being like a little snake. A bully? Yeah. Just, I don't understand how if he's that smart and that mature that he can't can't let this go or figure it out. It was so condescending that he brought out this box and whipped out like four items and was like, this is why you are not emotionally intelligent. And this is how you wear a mustache. And it was so condescending. If I was Noah, I would want to cry. And the fact that he sat there and said, this isn't condescending. This is me just telling you and helping you. I can promise you this is condescending. Okay, so my theory is is that, so when everyone comes out of the limo and they have these crazy costumes and stupid props, that is not them thinking of that. That is a producer knowing who, after all these years of producing this show, knowing who will do what they ask to play a certain role. Yeah. Because a lot of these guys know that they're not. I mean, one out of 30 is the final pick. So a lot of these guys want to kind of make a name for themselves to either go on Paradise or to get that Instagram fame, whatever it might be. I think the producers thought of this idea or at least planted a seed of this idea and Bennett agreed to it. I don't think that this was necessarily Bennett's idea. I hope not because it was just really mean. I thought he was also giving me Taylor from Nick Vile season. I know she's Tay Mocha on Instagram. I don't know her name. But she kept talking about emotional intelligence, and they're just meant for each other. Those two just need to meet up in paradise. Yeah. It's just all, again, it's feeding into all of this. Just focus on Tasha. And I think, again, Bennett knows he's up against the clock and going home soon or in the next couple weeks. So he kind of chose to do this. And people are talking about it. Look at us talking about it. That's very (laughs) true. Can I just say, to wrap this Bennett-Noah part up, Bennett's spit bubbles were disgusting and so distracting. You could see the little spit lines in his mouth every time he was talking to Noah, and I just could not stop staring at his mouth. Oh my gosh. And then I love how it ends with Tasha being, what's in that box? Which makes me think that she'll send Bennett home once she sees that little tactic. I cannot wait to see how he talks himself out of that one. Oh, well, I brought all these items to make fun of Noah. Yeah. Also, did you think it was creepy how his demeanor changed so fast when she walked in? Yes. Yes. Signs of a psychopath. Yes. Well, we've talked about this. Okay. So the undoing on HBO, everyone needs to watch it. It's so good. Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant. I need to watch it still. Anyway, there is some different demeanors going on with those characters. So anyway, Bennett, super, super creepy. Yeah. And, and alarming. And I'm sure Tasha's smart enough. I think she sees through that already. You can tell she's a little hesitant. She's looking at him, sizing him up. Mm, something's not adding up here. Because he went from right. berating Noah to like, hello. Right. Again, with the pretending like there's no, I don't know. There's no tension between us. I'm not sure why we're both here. Like, you what? know, there's nothing worse than someone who tries to back talk. Yeah. Backpedal. Backpedal. (laughs) I knew I had that wrong. But yeah, I just think if you're that mature and smart, Bennett, then you would do better. Also, I think he uses a lot of big words, but they're also words that I think we all know. 
So they're not. Yes. And he, I think he's just placing them and trying to sound smarter than maybe he really is because the, you actually talk to a super smart person. The words that they use, you don't know. Yes. You know what I mean? It's yes. just like he. Well, they also don't try to be smart because you know that they just are. That's true. <laughs> That's like really rich people. Like when people talk about money, I'm like, mm, really, really rich people don't talk about money. So yeah, they don't flaunt <laughs> That's it. my take. But he did say, because he was talking about how he didn't come from money. So I'm really curious what his story is because he seems super rich. Well, that was my other thing that I was wondering in that group date is like, okay, you're an investment banker, but I know investment bankers and they would never be able to take this time off and still have a job. Oh, that's true. So what's your backup plan slash did you make money somewhere else? Wasn't Jason Tardick an investment banker? Yeah. And then, I mean, he kept working though afterwards. So I guess they gave him time off. I don't think he's working now. I always liked him because he kept working after the show and I thought that was really admirable. And he seems smart, but without rubbing in your face. He's just, yeah. he has it together, but he's not using words that you're like, okay, did you just thesaurus that sentence before he said it? Yeah. Again, I think Bennett is playing a character and going along with, with what the producers want because he knows he'll get people talking and it is, it's working. <laughs> I want to know the real Bennett. I really feel like he is a character. We don't know him. I know. And with all the changing demeanors, like, how would we know him? I hope people come forward, you know, how after the season, ex-girlfriends and friends yes. always come forward and they kind of air some dirty laundry. I'm really excited to see what people have to say this season. Me too. I'm kind of surprised that stuff hasn't started dripping out. Yeah, no at-home <laughs> girlfriends so far. Yeah, hey. It's been a while. We had a, a run of those guys. I think it started with like Demario and <laughs> there were secret girls. Yes, on Rachel's yeah. season. Yes. That was a good run, though. I think it's funny. I, again, I think the producers know when they have girlfriends at home and they just go with it. What girlfriend would let their boyfriend go on this show? If my boyfriend was like, hey, Marcy, I'm going to go on The Bachelor. I'll be back in a couple of weeks, but I'm just trying to grow my fame. No, I'm not going to watch you make out with some beautiful woman. A very insecure person would let their boyfriend do that. Yeah. Okay, so I wish we... Had it narrowed down again, but again, the episode didn't Ugh, I know. end with a rose ceremony. So we're going to give our top four prediction. We're going to lock these in and we're going to revisit it in the coming weeks. And I'm curious if all of you out there should send us your top four prediction, kate.m.young on Instagram, and we'll read them next week. But I have a top five that I'm still in my mind thinking of who to eliminate. Marcy, do you know your top four? I have... A top three and then wow. Well, I have three for sure that are in my top four. And then my fourth person, I'm interchange. I can't decide between Yes, I agree. So I'm gonna have an honorable mention. Okay. 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 So I think everyone can agree on Ben, Zach, Brendan. Or do you agree with those three? Um, okay, I agree with I have Ben and Zach. Okay. And I think those three are so far top. And then I'm between Ivan and Noah. Okay. I really still think that there's something between her and Noah. And Ivan is just an angel on earth. So I agree. So mine are Ben and Zach. I agree. And then I have Spencer, which we didn't see a lot of him again, though. So I'm not quite sure on that pick, but I feel like we need, he's not a bad guy. I don't want to say that. I feel like we need someone who's created drama for her dad to say that bit at the end. That's true. That's why he's in my top three. And then my fourth is a mix between Ivan and Brendan because I'm just not sold on Brendan. See, and I'm not 100% sold on Ivan, not by not liking him, but I can see him being one of those guys that 
has a wonderful one-on-one date, but then he's just so nice and doesn't have a super strong personality that maybe he falls. That's how I am. I just can't figure out with her. Ivan and Brendan are such nice, genuine guys that I almost think that she wants either more of a challenge or... More spice. Yes, exactly. So... I think as much as I hate to say it, I think Zach might be her leading right now. But I'm very curious what happens next week because it does look like he has some more skeletons in the closet and she doesn't seem to like that. I think she says something like every time we talk, something is uncovered. Yes. But is she saying that about him? We don't know. Very true. We never know with these editing. I also need to know how many times have we had a lie detector date? Like every time. When was the last time we had one? I thought it was pretty much every season. I guess they don't do it on the girls. They definitely did it on JoJo's season. Definitely on Hannah B's, I think. I don't remember. Hannah B was the last Bachelorette. Becca's season, didn't they do it? I don't remember, honestly. I don't mind them. I think they're kind of, it's kind of fun to watch the guys sweat. I would hate to go through it. Oh, they did it on Andy's season and the person that she picked, Josh Murray. Chris Harrison went on another podcast and said, I had the results of that lie detector test and like Andy didn't want to see him. Mm. And if she had seen him. I wa- she yeah. must have known deep down. Oh yeah, I think. I've read her books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's it. I should read her books because I really like her. But that's interesting that she's such a smart girl. She knew. I know. That's what I'm afraid Tasha's going to do. She's going to go after not the nice. I mean, the, everyone on the season is fairly nice and put together, I think. But I think she's going to, she said that Ivan wasn't her type and There are just some things that I think with Ivan and Brendan, she's not going to go for. Didn't we all think that Judd was nice too? I mean, I didn't love him. He wasn't my pick. I agree. I thought he was fine. But I wouldn't have never pegged him as the guy with a girlfriend at home. And I actually thought it was refreshing that he admitted, oh yeah, I did think that my music career would would, um, succeed by going on here. I thought that was really honest. And then later it's like, oh wow. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know. I guess there's always those guys that are going to have secrets that come out afterwards. That's the danger of going on this show. You're really putting yourself in a position where anything you've done wrong in your past can come back and bite you. Okay, Marcy, who is your 100% dat batch this week? Okay, this is a hot take, but I'm going to go with Noah just because he stayed out of the drama this week. I commend him for sitting through that just tirade by Bennett. I think that took a lot of self-control and it cannot be easy to keep getting called young Noah. I know he has his flaws. He's not perfect. I'll admit that, but I'm very proud of him for how he handled himself. And I think he's, again, hot with a hint of gross. (laughs) No, that is a good one because he really could have responded super poorly during the gift giving session by Bennett. And he just sat back, which is smart, very smart on his part. Oh, yeah. Because now he is our 100% debt batch. <laughs> exactly. Or no, mine at least. good job. <laughs> Who's yours? Mine, I think mine's Ben for that's got to be so hard for a man to open up about that struggle. And I think it was really cool. And I hope it encourages others to maybe do some self realization of body image and comparing yourself to other people. And maybe you don't think that you have a problem, but you're so obsessed with working out or eating right. I mean, that is a little bit of what happened to him and his kind of how it spiraled out of control, I would say. Yeah, I agree. That's a really good one. I think that took a lot of courage as well. 
Here's as much. Also, um, Zach C. Honorable mention. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> I cannot wait to see what happens with him. I feel bad. I mean, I shouldn't be so mean because he has been through some no, really tough stuff. you can have your opinions. But I, yeah, I just, I don't that's, I don't him. like Jason. I never did. Okay, basic bash. You seem really excited about yours. <laughs> yeah, I jumped the gun on this one. So when I was home for Thanksgiving, my mom gave me this Conair face brush that she got at Costco. And I've never been one of those people that uses, you know, the vibrating face things mm-hmm. just because I get nervous it's going to be too tough on my face. But I used it and my skin has never felt so clean. Like it's just such a nice feeling when you're done and you wash off your makeup and then you do the brush and it has a self timer so you don't do it too long. Because the first time I used it, I got so excited. I ravaging my face, I think. Oh my but it turned off, which is good. But I love it. And I highly encourage you to get it if you're looking for something to wash your face, like deep clean, but not be too rough. I have my headshots taken. Shout out to Kara Wagner. We got a really beautiful, mild day, which is rare in Indy and at the end of November. And we took them outside. And I, you know, in quarantine and you're not like going into work and stuff. So I put on makeup, like a lot of makeup, you know, for the first time in forever. And then later we did our Christmas card pictures, me, David, and our doggy Mac. And I was like, I have so much makeup on. And I did the makeup wipe and then I washed my face and there was like still makeup. So that brush would have been nice to have. Oh yeah. It was nice. Okay. Mine is red carpet manicure dip powder. So I started doing this at-home dip in March when... It was kind of like the start of quarantine because I hate spending money at the nail salon and stuff, (laughs) of course. So I started doing it myself. And the first time it's kind of like bulky and hard, but you really get used to it. And I got this fun glittery shade at Ulta. It was $10. It's called Glitter Gang. It was really cute. I put it on my Instagram and people were like, what? How do you do that? Is it hard? And it's not hard. Just try it. It's seriously so cheap. And then you get all this. It was $10 and then you can use it like 50 times. Your nails did look really good. I will attest to Thank that. Thank you. I know. And it's not too hard. And you don't need the professional filer thing that the salon has. And it's just like you see at the salon, you paint your nail and then you dip it and you do it again. But it's a really good little trick if you don't want to go to the salon because of COVID or you're trying to save money for extra Christmas gifts. So highly recommend it. I liked the sparkles you did too. I've also been on a sparkle kick, which I have not been on since I was in high school. Um, but I'm, so I work at a law firm and I can never do fun nails. Yes. So I I'm love the sparkle. Yes. I love it. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to review and subscribe on Apple podcasts. We love hearing your feedback. We're also so excited about our new partnership with Hatch. Thank you Hatch for producing this episode. You can get unlimited podcast editing at usehatch.com. And thanks for making our show sound so awesome. We're super excited to keep working with you. Yeah, we're super excited and we're super excited for next week's episode of The Bachelorette where we finally figure out what's in the box. (laughs) See you next week, guys.